chapter 9. I want to take a closer look into this story just as a way of introduction. But real briefly here, a summary of Mark chapter 9, we see a, a father with his son who is possessed, his son is possessed with a demon. And the Bible doesn't tell us exactly how many years his uh, son has been possessed with this devil, but when we read the Bible, we see, man, it's been for the most of the child's life. The Bible says that the father has, takes his son and he comes to Jesus and the, the disciples of Jesus to try to get his boy healed and get his boy cured. And what I notice first in this story, if you look in verse 18 of chapter 9, verse 18 of chapter 9, the first thing I notice when I look at this story as way of introduction this morning, I notice the despair of the father, the despair of the father. Here's this, uh, his, his dad and his son and his, uh, I'm going to use this brother, uh, brother Rob, the blue mic here. And here he is with his, are we on? got me, there we go, all right. Here he is with his, uh, with his son, and man, I'm sure back in these days he went to different doctors and different sorcerers and different things to try to get his boy healed. You look in verse uh, 18, and it says, Wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, he foameth, he gnashes with his teeth, and he pinneth away. Man, this boy was possessed with a demon. And here's this father who I'm sure after years of trying to find answers, trying to get his son healed, he finally says, hey, this, this is my shot. There is some hope. Here comes Jesus, and here's Jesus' disciples. Now you have to remember at this time in the Bible, Jesus' disciples who have been going through, and God gave them uh, filled, filled with the Holy Spirit, and they were performing miracles just like Jesus. And I'm sure this father heard of that. I'm sure that the word spread throughout the town, hey, the disciples of Jesus are coming. And hey, they have performed many miracles, and they have done many great things, and all the miracles that we heard that Jesus has done so far, they were there with him. So hey, here's your shot. Take your son. Take your son to these disciples so that he can be healed. But you notice in verse 18, the Bible says, as the father was talking to Jesus, I spake to thy disciples so they should cast him out, and they could not. And I noticed the despair of the father. Man, all hope is lost. What a hopeless situation. Here's my son who's possessed with this demon. And man, these disciples have been doing so many great things. And they can't heal my son. And I noticed the despair of the father. But I noticed number two in verse 18, the second part there we read. I noticed the defeat of the disciples. Put yourself in the disciples' shoes this morning. They were going around, like I said, and they were doing many great miracles. You look through the gospels. You look at the things that God used them to do. And, man, they were doing many great things along with Jesus. They were there for all the great things Jesus did when he fed the 5,000 and when he walked on the water. And, man, they were there, and they were also doing some miracles. So here they come, and they see this, this boy who is possessed with a demon. I'm sure they had cast out demons before. And they say, oh, you know, with, with God's help, we'll, we'll, we'll do this. We'll perform this. And here they are, and they try to get this done, and they can't do it, lo and behold. And I noticed that not only the father is in despair, but the disciples must be thinking, I mean, just human logic, just human nature. Hey, if we can't do this and we've done so many great things, you know, there's pretty much no hope, man. I, I'm sorry, but that's just how it's going to be. And so I noticed the defeat of the disciples. I know uh, the despair of the father, the defeat of the disciples. But I noticed number three in verse 19, his way of introduction, I noticed the declaration of Jesus. Look at verse 19. We'll read it. The Bible says, he answereth him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? And notice his phrase here. He says, bring him unto me. Bring him unto me. Can I tell you this morning that Jesus says the same thing to all of us this morning? 
No matter what we are going through, if I can word it a little different, maybe not bring him unto me, but hey, come unto me. Many of us, just like this father who's in a hopeless situation, man, that he can't seem to find the answers, the disciples can't heal him, the doctors don't have any answers, man, it is a hopeless situation. So many of us this morning, doesn't matter where we come from, how much money we have, what our job is, or what, our, what we're going through, in current circumstances in life, we all have issues and things that we deal with. All have things that, man, sometimes just feels hopeless. We feel overwhelmed, we feel stressed, we get anxiety, and man, we don't know how we're going to get through it. But if we would just take a step back for a minute, and realize we have a Savior who cares for us. And if we look in his direction, we'll see him, what he said right there. Hey, bring him unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. I will show you peace. I will show you hope. I will give you answers. I will show you deliverance. So we notice the despair of the Father, the defeat of the disciples, the declaration of Jesus. But we also notice in verse 23, the desire of Jesus. Look in uh, Mark chapter 9, verse 23. The Bible says, Jesus said, he's talking to the Father now. Of the, of the son. He says, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to them that believe. And I tell you this morning, Satan's biggest lie that he sells Christians is there's no hope. You have no shot. You've dug yourself a hole that's too far to get out of. You've made a mistake that you can't go back on. You're going to be filled your life with regret, and you're going to have a life filled up with depression. And, man, there's not much more you can do. Look at all the mistakes you made, and now you want to get it right? Hey, man, there is no hope for you. There is no hope for your family. There is no hope for your children after the decisions and stuff that you have made. But, hey, can I tell you this morning, you look in verse 23. Jesus says, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. All things are possible to him that believe. You see, this morning there is hope through Jesus Christ. Because Jesus lives, there is hope. And what he asks us this morning is, hey, look in my direction. Come unto me. And then, hey, like he said to the Father, just believe. If you can believe, all things are possible. So we notice, number one, we notice the uh, despair of the Father. We notice, number two, the defeat of the disciples. Number three, the declaration of Jesus. Number four, the desire of Jesus but number five, we notice in verse 25, the deliverance of Jesus. Read that verse. Uh, you can follow along as I read. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many say he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And finally, we see... The son is cured through Jesus. Can I tell you this morning, I don't know what you're going through in your life. I don't know what circumstances are in your life. I don't know when you put your head on your pillow at night what that last thing that's, that you're thinking about, that you're stressing about, that you're, that you're anxious about, or that situation that just seems, man, so hopeless, just like this father in the story. But can I tell you this morning that we have a Savior who lives, and because he does, we have hope through Jesus Christ. We have hope through Jesus Christ. Let me read you a few verses this morning, and you can flip to them if you like. I'm going to go rather quickly, but first I want to read Psalm chapter 39, verse 7. Psalm chapter 39, verse 7. I want you to understand and, and grasp the theme this morning as we look in the Bible. Psalm 39, 7. The Bible says, And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. If you're flipping, you could go to Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. I'm sorry I'm going quick this morning, but I uh, just want to read the verse, and I want you to listen. 
Jeremiah 17, verse 7, the Bible says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Notice the theme in these verses. Lastly, Romans chapter 15. If you're in your Bible, Romans chapter 15. We're going to look at verse 13. I'll give you a minute to get to this verse because I want you to see it. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And you can follow along as I read. The Bible says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. If you get the theme this morning, very simple thought, but I'm here to tell you this morning, our hope in our life is through Jesus Christ. We have hope in Jesus Christ. You know, the world is going to tell you that you can find hope in other things of this world. They're going to tell you there's hope in a career. There's hope in money. There's hope in, in your finances. And there's hope in maybe this drug or whatever the situation is. There's hope in these different things. But can I tell you, every time you go there, maybe they might not be a bad thing. But every time you go there and you're looking for some kind of answer and you're looking for some kind of hope, it's going to fall short. You're never going to find that peace in your life. Because Jesus clearly tells us throughout the Bible and as we see in this story that our hope is through only one person. We have hope in our life through only one thing, and that is Jesus Christ. We have our hope this morning in Jesus Christ. I want to share with you a few thoughts, and we'll be on our way. Number one, can I tell you this morning, through Jesus, there is hope for you to make it through your trials. Many of you this morning are going through a trial in your life, whether it's a financial strain, whether it's an illness in a family, a family member sick. There's some kind of trial that you are going through. Can I tell you this morning, turn to Jesus in Mark chapter 9. He said, hey, come unto me, and maybe it's not the answer you want, but I can promise you, you will find hope through Jesus. You can get through your trial this morning because of Jesus. Because Jesus lives, because he loves us, because of the cross, we have hope in our lives. And Satan will try to tell us there is no hope. Satan will try to tell us you can never get out of that trial in your life. But can I tell you this morning, turn to Jesus, and you can make it through that trial. Through Jesus, there is hope to make it through your trial. Can I say to you, number two, through Jesus, there is hope for you to make it through a heartbreak. Can I tell you this morning, I am not sure how people who aren't saved, who don't know Jesus, how they get through the death of a loved one. About two years ago, right around this time, my family lost my, my grandma, and my grandma was very close to me and my brother. And we would go there many uh, weeks during the summer, and man, she was a pillar and a foundation and a stronghold of our family. And birthdays and different things and all kinds of events. Man, she was there and she was a single mom, raised my dad and his brother and was prayed for them and a good godly lady. And two years ago around this time, we lost her suddenly in a horrible way. And can I tell you, you know, there's still times even two years later and there will be in the future where we, where, we, uh, where we grieve and we have that void in our life or there's an emptiness there at a certain family event. But can I tell you, through Jesus Christ, we have a peace that she's in heaven. Through Jesus Christ, we have a hope that, hey, we'll get through this. Through Jesus Christ, there's a hope that says, hey, everything's going to be okay. I got you. You're going to get through this heartbreak. And I tell you this morning, if there's someone in your family who's sick, if there was a, a death of a loved one, if there's something in your life that, man, it just feels like the weight of the world is on you and the stress and the grief that just surrounds you, can I say, take a minute, take a breath, stop, look to Jesus and notice, hey, there is hope through Jesus to get through a heartbreak. Number one, I said through Jesus, there is hope to make it through your trials. Number two, through Jesus, there is hope to make it through a heartbreak. But can I say uh, number three to you this morning, through Jesus, there is hope for you to overcome your sins and your addictions. 
Hey, let's be, let's be frank this morning. Let's be honest with us. We're all here this morning, and maybe there's not uh, visitors here. We've all been to the service, but let's, let's be honest. It doesn't matter where we come from. It doesn't matter where we live, how old we are. I'm going to be 25 in April. It doesn't matter how young I am. It doesn't matter how, how much money anybody has. It doesn't matter what situation of life you're in. Every single one of us, if we would stop and evaluate, have issues in our life that we need to deal with on a daily basis. Whether it's a sin we need to overcome, whether it's an addiction that, we need, that we're fighting and we're trying to overcome, every single one of us, if we're honest with ourselves, have a sin and addiction that we need to overcome and we fight with on a regular basis. And the Bible tells us that. It's a constant struggle between spirit and flesh, between Jesus and the world. There's a constant struggle. There's a constant fight. But can I tell you that through Jesus Christ, he's your hope to overcome your sin and your addiction. He's your answer for you to overcome your sin and addiction. If you look at 1 John 4, 4, and I'm not going to turn there for sake of time, but I'll, I'll uh, recite it to you, and I might be off a, a word or two, but 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hey, Jesus was on this world, and he says he has already overcome everything that this world has to offer. He's already overcome it. He already has gone through it. He already conquered the grave, and he's in heaven, and now because we are Christians, he lives within us. And we have that same Jesus who overcome that to help us overcome the sins and addictions in our life. And through Jesus, we find hope to overcome sin. We find hope to overcome addiction. And I tell you this morning, if you're looking for hope in the things of this world, if you're looking for hope in a job, if you're looking for hope in a paycheck, and I tell you, you're not going to find it. There's one thing that brings true peace in this life. There's one person that brings true hope in this life, and that is Jesus Christ. And I say, number one, through Jesus, there is hope to make it through trials. Through Jesus, there is hope to make it through heartbreak. Through Jesus, there is hope to overcome your sins and addiction. Can I say, number four, through Jesus, there is hope to see a life changed. Is there a parent this morning who has a prodigal who, man, they've been wayward, and you know they're not living the way they should be? Is there someone, if not all of us this morning, who are praying for a loved one to be saved? Someone that's close to us? Some that we've known, a brother, a sister, a grandpa, a grandpa, a cousin, a niece, a nephew, whatever it is that we've been praying and we've been fasting and we've been asking God to change their life and for them to be saved and to turn to him. If I asked you to raise your hand, all of us would probably raise our hands this morning. We know someone like that in our life. There's someone who was saved or maybe has gone off track in their life. And I tell you this morning that through Jesus, there is hope for that life to be changed. Through Jesus Christ, there is hope. Mark chapter 9, the story we look, Jesus says, hey, just believe. If you believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Can I tell you this morning, although it may seem hopeless, although it may seem like I've been praying for this certain person for so many years and so many times, and man, there's just no shot they'll ever come back. Can I tell you this morning, keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep believing. Keep calling that person's name out to God every single morning, every single day, and you will find that Jesus will bring you hope to see that life changed. There is hope through Jesus to make it through your trials this morning. There is hope through Jesus to make it through a heartbreak. There is hope through Jesus to overcome your sins and addiction. Number four, I said through Jesus, there is hope to see a life changed. Number five, can I tell you this morning, through Jesus, there is hope to see revival in our nation. A lot of times we look around at our generations, and we work, me and Kath work with the teenagers and the kids here in our church on a regular basis. And man, I'm only 25, and so I know you laugh when I say this, but it's been, it's so different growing up even than it was for me 10 years ago. There's so many different things that 
bombard our kids and bombard our teenagers between social media and between their phone that they're always constantly on and things that are just constantly in their face going after them. And man, a lot of times it seems for our country and our nation, things just seem hopeless. It seems like, man, there's no shot that this generation is going to come up and live for Christ. There's no shot that our country can turn from its wicked ways like the Bible says and God can heal our land and you can put your political stance or your party affiliation aside. At the end of the day, our country needs Jesus. And can I tell you this morning, although we look around and how bleak and hopeless sometimes it can feel, you talk to a teenager and a kid and you be like, man, you just want to shake them, well, you know, help them to understand. And it just feels so hopeless. And can I tell you through Jesus this morning, there is hope for revival in our nation. There is hope for God to turn our country around. There is hope for God to take our children and to take our teenagers and to use them so that they can grow and they can live for Christ and they can be in church and they can be faithful to him and get to know him. There is hope of that through Jesus. And that's going to take a body of believers. That's going to take a church. That's going to take Northeast Baptist Church, like the Bible says, to humble ourselves and to turn from our wicked ways and to seek the Lord and look at him. He says, hey, just come unto me and hey, just believe like we saw in Mark chapter 9 and you will find hope in your life. And I say to you this morning, we all about just done. There's a song that Kath sings in, in church and we've heard it here before and uh, they sung it at college all the time, but one of my favorite songs, and it's titled, There is Hope. And the words of that song says, there is hope, so be strong. There is hope. God has sent me here to tell you, there is hope. And he knows just what you're going through and what the future holds. And notice this line, because Jesus lives, there is hope. There is hope. Doesn't matter what you're going through this morning. Every single one of us have a circumstance, have something that we're fighting, that we're facing, a loved one we're praying for. I don't know what it is this morning. All I know is I take a look at the Bible and I see what God tells us and we notice, hey, there is hope because Jesus lives. There is hope because we have a risen Savior. There is hope because we are saved believers and his children. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for everyone being here. Thank you for being in your place. We thank you for your word and 